Mind Over Millennial contains explicit content that may not be suitable for all listeners. All views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the creators of Mind Over Millennial. The creators are not licensed healthcare, finance, or life professionals, but we're happy to share our Google expertise with you. Listener discretion is advised. Everybody, and welcome to another episode of Mind Over Millennial. My name is Lauren. And my name is Tess. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still laughing at the meeting in progress is being recorded voice. Also, on my end, it gives me a pop-up. Would you like to leave this meeting? Like, you do not want to be recorded. Yes, it's on giving my, you the option. <laughs> it gives me a pop-up that in bright blue says leave meeting. I'm just like, oh my God. That's a lot. I didn't even know that that was a thing. That's the other part that makes me like just bust out laughing every time because I literally have to hit, no, thank you. I would not like to leave. Wow. (laughs) You know why I think they did that is because before that obviously wasn't the thing. Uh And like sometimes there would be, if you wanted the voice on, it would have the voice on. But most of the time when I was working with Zoom back in, you know, the quarant- the good old quarantine days. You mean we're not still in quarantine? I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm not. Um, but back in early 2020, when I was working for the, uh, firm that I was PMing for, I would have recordings on all the time. Like it would default as recorded meetings. And the only way that people knew was because the little button was like, this is like, it's recording in the corner. Like you can see that it's recording, but nothing warned you. And definitely there was no pop-up where it's like, I want to leave. And that's probably because somebody got fucking sued. <laughs> I started to say, I wonder how many people got caught, like recorded in compromising positions or even arrested for something. Oh, that, so many times. That happened. Because so- I know that, you know, you go to the bathroom with your computer or whatever, and you don't realize that it's like fucking looking at you. While you're on the <laughs> I've seen, I've seen plenty of those fails going around the internet, but I'm sure that that's not actually the worst. Why would you like not have your, at least like video off and mute? Like what? What? I don't know. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not saying that as like, oh, I've heard of this. No, I've seen it where people just are on these, you know, 16 person meetings and don't realize that their camera's on. (laughs) Don't realize. Yes. They're literally, and they set the computer on the bathroom floor. So it's literally that upshot of everything. And it's, yeah. Oh God, no. Yeah. So have some more techni- te- technological heavy, whatever that yeah. word is. Or you know those people that take their morning meeting in the nude because they don't care to get out of bed and get dressed before it happens, and so then, bruh. Yeah. What is the world like? That's why people have an issue with people actually working from home. You fuckers ruined it. <laughs> You people that don't understand how to use technology, it's your fault, and I don't like you. 
And I, I hold firm to that. I don't care who it offends. All three people that listen to us. If two of you do it, get off of our podcast. We don't want you. <laughs> She's cutting our listener base by two thirds. <laughs> I mean, I definitely did compromising things on meetings, but I was always muted. Muted. And I never was on video. Oh, yeah, no. Unless they forced me to turn my video yeah. on. I'm not turning that on. No, well, I, I always look like a hobo. And, like, literally there was one time I got, like, dressed up because, like, I was going to have a client meeting and, like, I wanted to be all nice and dolled up. And I thought that we were actually going to have videos on and we didn't. And so I, I did my hair. I had my nice little pearl necklace on. I had a nice little button down shirt on. And like literally on a PM meeting, my boss goes, oh, wow, Lauren, you look really good today. I'm like, thanks. I did my hair. (laughs) (laughs) I look like a human being. (laughs) This is, this is my non-hibernation look. Oh my God. Okay. One, one, one more story. Cause I'm an <laughs> idiot. So we moved, right. We're, we're yes. now in Florida. Um, one of the last days before we moved, uh, I actually like took a shower before I went and got my morning coffee from you actually took a shower. Okay. I actually took a shower. Okay. No, I only do it like every one. I t- once a quarter is what I, <laughs> but- my monthly bath, <laughs> I had to haul the water from the whale. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> you took so, a shower. <laughs> so I went, I went to the coffee place and now I have to qualify. Okay, I usually take a shower at night. So so I don't shower in the morning. Anyway. You're going to make me spit take. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the coffee place and, um, and I, I obviously showered. So my hair yeah. was down. And I, I got like, I got up at like six in the morning on this day for some reason. So like I took a, took a shower at like six fifteen Cause I, cause that's when I'm waking up apparently like, cause Ew. cutting out alcohol from my diet to live a healthier lifestyle means that I wake up at six in the morning, which is weird. And I don't, <laughs> I don't really recommend it, but it's, but it's fine. Um, so I go, my hair is down and it's dry and my hair is naturally curly, but it's not like kinky curly. It's yeah, it's like, like wavy. It's little hair. like Juliet ringlets that are a little un- unruly because I don't <laughs> actually do my hair. Right. And so I go, I pull up and the little barista that's seen me for like seven months, just looking like a hobgoblin, gives me my coffee <laughs> and she goes, wow, your hair looks really nice today. And I look her straight. I look this woman that I really don't know straight in the face and I went, thanks, I showered. <laughs> <laughs> And literally, I was just like, why am I allowed to talk? Like, who who gave me this right? Who is actually paying me money to talk to people? Because why? <laughs> Honestly, is- I think it's really funny because I had an entirely similar experience actually on Wednesday. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, I had to take a shower that morning. And I also normally shower at night because like I go to the gym and then I right. shower and then it's whatever I'm going to do if I'm going to do something at night. Right. And for some reason I had showered earlier in the day. So my hair was slightly damp, but it was, you know, almost dry. I put it up because I was going to shoot it too. Uh, we were doing something in jujitsu where my partner was behind me. <laughs> He's like, your hair smells really nice today. And I was like, thanks. I took a shower. <laughs> I took my quarterly shower, sir. <laughs> <laughs> His only reaction was, oh, I would fucking hope you shower. <laughs> 
See, that's that's the response that I was honestly expecting. But obviously, these baristas, like, if it, even if that came out of their mouths, it was just like close the window. It was just like, does she not normally shower? <laughs> I mean, we we have to give you a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here. You haven't had your morning coffee yet. Like, that is- surely they've heard some crazy off the wall things from people who are not caffeinated yet. Because if you're like me, you're just like, nah, I don't speak English yet. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely so, so yeah. i would i would hope but that was yeah that was my uh lauren lauren moment of of the week i guess which just just shoot me just put me out of my misery but it's fine it's not that bad in my opinion <laughs> i've done so many worse things where it's just like it's fine it's, it's totally fine, fine. It's, it's fine it's this is fine. this is how we survive and how we exist it's fine <laughs> it's fine you don't need to worry about me. It's fine. Well, since it's been a minute since we did a recording, how are you with moving and everything like that? I'm not even sure we had announced the move on the last one. No, because the last one was a month ago. <laughs> well, we'll we'll each take two weeks of blame for that one. So yeah. So um, just so everybody knows, um. We had the family reunion, which was wonderful, and we came back from the family reunion, and my nuclear family all got the Delta variant of COVID. <laughs> so oh, that's gross. That was, yeah, so that was one week off, and then the second week was that, and then this third, realistically, three weeks of it is my fault. This third week was us moving uh, back to Florida for Ian to get his master's, and um, we're back in my parents' house, <laughs> which is uh weird coming back as a 26 year old in your parents house thankfully my mom and my dad are just incredibly happy to have us around after five years of both of us you know beep bopping around the united states so they're being incredibly gracious hosts and their house yeah and their house is under renovation so the past week of getting the dogs kind of acclimated to all of the noises and the people and um us sharing a nice little 13 by 12 room. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's small. It's small. Uh, Going from an entire house to two rooms is interesting, but um, all of our stuff fits because we downsized a lot. We actually gave away two TVs, (laughs) which were both of our TVs. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) So uh, needless to say, Ian got a new TV (laughs) for the move. Um, There you go. But overall, it's it's been a really it's been a really good week. We've been here for a full week almost, and um, I'm excited to see what the rest of the house is going to look like when everything's finalized. It's really interesting seeing your childhood yeah. home get a facelift, you know? Right. Um, and I'm really excited for the bathroom that we're going to get to use because it's gorgeous. It is absolutely phenomenal. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe that'll be the Instagram picture is my mom's bathroom renovation. (laughs) Hey, I love a good bathroom. Kitchen and bathroom are at least 60% of whether or not I like a house. The kitchen is going to be amazing. The cabinets, like my mom all the time is just like, I'm not a designer. I don't know. And like all this stuff that she's picked out, like even though she doesn't, she doesn't say that she sees it, it is seamless it all looks so good and i'm really excited yeah i'm really excited for just the countertops because like she's a she's a granite fiend and snob so i'm sure that she's gonna pick out something real nice so i i love good granite good marble countertop always gorgeous oh Oh, yeah oh yeah how are you gorgeous 
I am doing well. Um, work has been, you know, steady. I'm going to say not super busy, but we've been, we've been keeping steady. Um, I'm still rehabbing from the injury that happened in February, March, April, something down around. I don't even Earlier remember. 2021. Yeah. I don't even remember exactly when it was anyway. Um, the shoulder, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. I tore my labrum in my shoulder, which is the piece that keeps your arm kind of in held place. up in that socket yeah. where it's supposed to be. So, um, it's kind of dropping down out of socket and there's a really soft pocket on the back of my shoulder where you can just literally poke it and like it's squishy and there should be muscle there and there's not cause it's broken. Um, so <laughs> that's fun. Nobody um, can see my face, but I hope you can feel she it. She looks horrified. <laughs> she looks horrified, which honestly, it's really hilarious to me because this shoulder has a hole in the front of it as well um, because of where my mom uh, excised that tumor from the cat scratch fever. She excised it at our kitchen table when I was like four years old. Casual. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. This is my life. Um, anyway, uh, so there's like, I always call it my bullet hole. Cause I've seen like bullet holes and it literally looks like that where there's just this nasty scar and this weird, um, kind of indent. And then there's gummy stuff underneath. Yeah. And so I've got that on the front of it. Now <laughs> I've just got this squishy bit on the back of it. And it's just like, this arm is just fucked. Um, <laughs> it's just fucked. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we could actually get sued for that. So <laughs> song. Oh, song. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so kind of trying to get back into jujitsu a little bit because that's, you know, a mental health thing for me as well. And, uh, been lifting a little bit. I've got a good friend here, uh, in the Belton Harker Heights area. And she's recently, she's like, we're going to the gym. We're getting fit. I'm like, okay, like that's, that's cool. <laughs> sure. I'll be your Threaten gym buddy me with a good time. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, okay. So, um, she's been putting me through her like workout routine. Cause she was doing it for a while and her gym partner moved. So I kind of got, you know, roped into recruited. it. Yeah, I guess drafted. Nice. I don't know. Um, so she's putting me through the workouts and I'm like making her work harder with more weight. Goodness too. Cause she's like 116 pounds. She's so tiny. Aww, what a babe. <laughs> So, um, I don't know if she wants her name said on the podcast, so I'm not going to say, but Lauren, you know who this is. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so she's really small, but she's got this like incredible strength. And so we're over there, like lifting the same amount of weight. I'm just like, holy crap, girl, like you're, you're crazy strong. And then by the end of it, of course, we can both barely walk um, yep. as, as you do. <laughs> yeah. So all of that is fun. And then, um, since we talk all the time about MBTI and Myers-Briggs on this one, um, I have been going through a in-depth Enneagram training with someone, um, who was recently hired onto my team at my real job since podcast does not pay the bills. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, not yet. Uh, we have to, we have to have like more than one episode a month for it to pay bills. Um, (laughs) probably who told you to be logical. Okay. Uh, I don't know how else to be anyway. (laughs) Wow. Um, anyway, she's taking us through an Enneagram course, which has been really cool kind of learning about that side of things. So now I'm, uh, more understanding both of them. Cause I know that that's a big kind of, um, debate. I want to maybe use that word between, is it, should it be Enneagram? Should it be MBTI? And, okay. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like, the differing so- views on what's more real. Right. And what's more accurate, that kind of thing. And I've really enjoyed looking at 
both sides of it because they're giving me extremely different views, extremely different insights, but I haven't yet sat down and been like, that's not right. Right. It's just a bunch of different stuff. So yeah. going in there and saying, you know, I know that I'm an INTJ when it comes to MBTI. So what does that look like in relation to Enneagram and all that kind of stuff? And finding out that yet again, I'm one of the most rare types, especially in females. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> shocker. I'm shocked. Oh my God. You are and- the big character. <laughs> I think I'm the goofy sidekick. I really do. I've always thought I'm the goofy sidekick because I've never wanted to be that princessy main character or whatever you want to call it. I'm always that like really awkward girl with the muddy brown hair and the glasses who's just like, that guy's an idiot. Um, (laughs) Well, good. Good. Maybe Sam can be the main character. I was thinking you could be the main character. I don't want to be be the main character of nothing. That's a lot of work. Anyway, <laughs> what are we talking about today, Lauren? So before our last episode, you were going on vacation. I was, yes. And I'm vacation in a hot minute. <laughs> and uh, I want to know about this <laughs> vacation of yours. And I want the oh world to know about this vacation of yours. <laughs> vacation from hell. Um, sure. Yes. It was honestly, it was still a great time. It was completely not what it was supposed to be. Um, it was the vacation of adaptability. That's a good way to put it. Like I, it was literally just like, all right, you're, you're in a batter's cage and it's fast pitch adapt motherfucker. Like just, um, (laughs) it was hit right. Yeah. Um, it was a friend of mine's birthday and we were going down to, uh, like Rockport, Puerto Aransas area, um, leaving on Monday, I think. Yeah. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Left on a Monday. We were supposed to come back on a Friday. Um, I did a bunch of research, how I always am. And, um, found this perfect because we want to take the dogs um he has a dog I have a dog so we're like okay we're gonna take the dogs we're gonna have a great vacation it's gonna be fun neither one of us have done something fun you know since pre-covid this is gonna be great um and I'd never been down to that area so it's just like sure like I've never really in Galveston I've never been to a Texas beach I'm I'm down um so we find this perfect little Airbnb that you're allowed to have dogs. They don't have breed restrictions. They don't have size restrictions. They don't have anything, you know, it's in Rockport. And so we're going to be perfect distance from Port Aransas, from Corpus Christi, from everything we want to do. We've got all this stuff planned out. We're super excited. Okay. Get in the car on Monday. And before we get 30 minutes from my apartment, my tire light comes on because of my fucking car. Um, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, got to figure this out. Um, he goes, Oh, go to a discount tire. They do free, uh, tire checks and air ups. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know that. I wish I'd known that. Like how dumb am I? Okay. So we stop at a shell station. I feel like that's a get- life hack though. Like, Literally, I didn't know that was a life. Like it's, it, you can go and just pull up and they'll be like, oh, you need air in your charge. Here you go. And so you don't have to stop at a gas station and try one of those things that may or may not work, may or may not take your quarters or credit card. Like right. it's free. I had no idea. I was like, okay, life hack number one. Yeah. Um, 
So anyway, I had to stop and get gas first. So stop at a Shell station, get gas, go to discount tire. And I'm thinking worst case scenario, like I've got another nail in my tire. We've got the dogs. I don't know how we're going to do this. Like, it's fine. We're just going to go. So they go and air up the tire and they're just like, oh yeah, you're like five pounds low. You're, you're fine. You're all good. We can't find anything in the tire. You're good to go. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So we get back in the car and he goes, where's my phone? And I was like, I don't know. What'd you do with it? We spend 30 minutes. We call the discount tire. They don't have the phone. We go back to the shell station, look for the phone, no phone. Um, call the shell station, go, you know, walk in. Did anybody turn a phone? No, he's freaking out. He's like, this phone's three months old. Um, we, I have to find it. It's not paid for. It's not anything yet. Like it's brand new. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I, I totally understand you need to find your phone. It's a really big investment. I get that. Um, so I get the idea for like, find my phone or Google ping. I was like, do you have that? You can log in on mine and we can find it. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. So we, <laughs> we do that. And it's like five feet from the shell station, but not at the station. And I was like, oh no, that's weird. So we drive really slow and we're like looking on the side of the road and see it on the white line of the road. And so I pull over and it's literally like on the white line on a bridge. So I had to go all the way up past the bridge and pull over because I can't do it on that little like half right. a shoulder. Right. He runs back. It's been run over God knows how many times. The front screen looks like sand. It's been cracked so many times and it's peeling off the body of the phone. Oh my God. Like it hit the, the front of the case. It was face down. The yeah. front of the case melted to the asphalt. Oh my God. Yeah, like honestly, if this weren't a brand new phone, this would be like a really sick science experiment. Yeah, so he had to pry like. it off of like the, the asphalt. It was completely oh, melted. God. So again, we're less than 30 minutes out of a four hour drive and phone is gone. So of course he's pissed. I would be pissed. <laughs> yeah. Like my, I'd, my I'd phone's be pissed. like three or four years old and I'd be pissed. Yeah. Um, I'm still rocking the eight because I don't want to upgrade anyway. <laughs> You're kidding. So, um, we keep going and it's like, all right, it's fine. We're going to, we're just going to go. It's fine. Um, so we get to Rockport finally. It takes like six hours when it was supposed to take four because we had to stop for the tire. We had to do the phone. He has to call his work and his people and be like, hey, I no longer have a phone. So if you have to contact me, use this number instead, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Um, so we get there. We check into our Airbnb. It was the cutest Airbnb okay. I have ever seen. It is a single wide trailer with like two rooms in it and its own little kitchenette. Oh. And it was like, I would live there. Like if that was an apartment, I would pay rent to live there. It was the oh. cutest thing. Um, and it was called the Salty Seahorse down in Rockport. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and it was like 80 bucks a night. I think it might be 85 on the weekends and like 75 during the week or something like that. And they allow um, all sizes and breeds of dogs. They just like, please clean up after yourself. They're out on three acres of land. They have a fenced in oh, spot nice. for the dogs to run. They have a fire pit that's open for everybody to use. If you let them know before you get there, you can use their lawn launderette kind of little space laundry, nice. like mini laundry. I don't know what to call it. Um, 
and they're just back off, like literally in the woods somewhere in Rockport. But oh. there's three cabins out there. There's the host cabin and then two others. And it was so cute. It was so quaint. I loved it. That sounds wonderful, honestly. And um, I think it's sleep six. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it was just like this little undiscovered gym. <laughs> so get there, check into the Airbnb, drop the dogs off. Um, go to an AT&T place to try to get the phone fixed. Cause of course, you know, we're trying to figure out not right. to have a, a week without the phone. <clears throat> so go to try to get the phone fixed, go, um, nowhere around Rockport because they did not realize that Rockport was such a small Texas town. Yeah. I assumed yeah. it was like a sister to Corpus Christi. It's not. And they're like an hour apart. And it's very clear that Rockport is like this little tiny fishing town and everything closed at nine o'clock. Like oh. I couldn't find shit open past nine o'clock. <laughs> um, yeah. So get down there, no luck at the AT&T store. Um, so we say, okay, that's fine. We're going to keep rolling with it. It's totally okay. Let's go find dinner. Uh, still day one. <laughs> wait for it. This is all uh, one day. Oh God. Wait for it. Yeah. Wait for it. Um, so on the way to dinner, which is less than a mile from the AT&T's place, mind you, we've driven for six hours. It was supposed to be four hours, but we drove yeah. for six hours. Car was fine. Other than that one little tire day. All of a sudden, <laughs> my temperature gauge goes nuts. Like absolutely nuts. Woof. And just red lines and is like, oh shit, turn off the car. Oh no. Like dinging at me, all these alarms I did not know were in the car going off. Like, shut your car off, shut your car off, shut your car off. It's overheating. And I'm just like, oh shit. So I pull into this bakery because it was literally like we're driving to go to dinner and we were about to make the turn to turn right to go to this little fish place. And there's this. <laughs> Ended up at the right bakery here. instead. <laughs> I was just like, bakery parking lot. Whoop. Um, so we go in there and um he pops the hood. There's no coolant in the car bone dry jesus i was like okay that's that's new i mean i know i know cars need fancy <laughs> fluids to run but that's new so walk across the street to the gas station buy a you know thing of coolant cool it yeah because we're girls and we don't know that much about cars i'm but learning because mine is a piece of shit and so i have to know what goes wrong with it um a jug a jug of coolant yes um <laughs> pork said coolant in the car look underneath said car it's pouring out the bottom Jesus, pouring like as fast as you can pour it in it's pooling on the concrete oh my god it's like okay so walk over to the gas station my phone's almost dead at this point because we only have one phone between us so of course it's gotten some good use on it and none of the car charger cigarette lighter things in my car work ah another <laughs> thing so phone is at like 2%. So first call mom, because of course, when in doubt, call mom. Call mom. <laughs> always call mom. Always, always call mom. Hey mom, here's what's going on. She's like, well, you definitely need a toe. I'm like, no shit. Um, <laughs> Appreciate that. So we talk it over and it's like, all right, as much stuff has gone on with this car and as many things have been covered under factory warranty, let's take it to a dealership. Because if we take it to a mom and pop shop, 
God knows. Not yeah. any shame on that. Just like, I'm hoping this is covered under something yeah. with the car. And if you right. take it to a dealership, you have a better chance of the factory warranty. Right. So. Yes. So do that. <laughs> Try to call one insurance company. They will only give me a seven mile tow and I have to get it all the way to Corpus Christi. Woof. So that won't work. Call second insurance company. And they're like, oh yeah, uh, where are you? And it was like Rockport. And they're like, huh? You're in Corpus Christi? And I was like, no, no. Here's my exact location. And here's all of the landmarks that are around me. Okay. Uh, we'll come to it tomorrow. <laughs> what? <laughs> tomorrow? I'm, I'm just supposed to sleep here? <laughs> yeah. I'm eight like... miles from my Airbnb. There are no Ubers. None. Like I, no taxis, I no nothing. No taxi, no lift, no Uber, no nothing. I am a mile from where I, oh, half a mile from the restaurant where we were planning to eat. Sitting at a gas station, found out later the bakery was permanently closed. Yes. Perfection. Um, eight miles from my Airbnb with no hope of a rental car. More on that in a minute. Um, no taxi, no Uber, no Lyft, no nothing. And they're like, yeah, we'll be there sometime tomorrow. And I was like, okay, um, cool. So I was like, let's go get dinner. <laughs> We're hungry. We might as well do something. Yeah. Um, so we go get dinner. And um, after we finished there, finally got found one Uber, literally the only Uber. Started talking <laughs> to this guy, found out there was so much flooding in the last month in Rockport. The dealerships are overrun. There are no rental cars to be had. The tow trucks refused to come to Rockport until three days prior when the water went down. Oh my God. And the Ubers aren't like nobody's driving. Oh and I'm like, God. okay, cool. That's, that's fun. So get up the next morning to the tow truck driver at like 11 o'clock where he's like, oh yeah, I'll be there in 20 minutes. I'm like, I can't get to my car. I have my keys. I can't get to my car. I paid the tow truck driver to pick us up at our Airbnb and be our Uber to the car. I love that. Cause I was just like, I, I will give you cash. Like, I am so sorry. This was the jankiest tow truck I have ever seen. It was like one of those, all it had was the, the little bench seat in the front and shook like crazy. The windows <laughs> didn't go all the way up. Was there it was one of those silver on trucks or those silver minivans no, that like, we've always talked about? <laughs> no, it was like some weird baby blue that looked like somebody painted oh, it with that. a paintbrush. Like, no, that. no, no, no. Yeah. And this guy only kind of spoke English. I, I think he was from an Island somewhere. Like, perfect uh, tropical i have no clue like i couldn't even begin to be like where are you from perfect (laughs) no idea that's that's exactly yes yeah um so thankfully he took us to corpus so now we're in corpus at the at the dealership and they're like oh yeah okay well you've been in contact with your insurance company because this doesn't seem like a normal thing because the car was working for so long blah blah okay 24 to 48 hours for diagnosis there are no loaners. There are no rentals within 80 miles. Have fun. What? Okay. Now I'm an hour from my Airbnb and I still have no Ubers. Like there's more in Corpus, but I don't want to Uber all the way back to Rockport. Like that's not going to help me. No. So this is the adaptability portion of the, of the, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> there are no Ubers. I found one U-Haul truck. Yes. 
Thankfully, it was not one of the big like box side U-Haul trucks. It was one of the Chevy pickup truck, $20 a day U-Haul trucks. That was the truck that we drove for the week. You were, we drove this thing for four days. You are such a queen. I love that your immediate next thought wasn't like, holy shit, we're <laughs> fucked. It was U-Haul has a truck. <laughs> like, hey, adaptability. <laughs> I honestly don't even think my brain would have gone there. I, I, I could, I don't think I could. Well, I didn't know what else to do. And I, I called Hertz. I called enterprise. I called my insurance company and it was either you can pay $80 a day for a car from the airport because those was the only place that had cars, Yeah, but that's not covered by your insurance because you're not like flying in on something. This is a different Right. I had no idea there were so many layers of insurance. That was the other thing I found out this week. Oh, same. <laughs> that's again, that's coming. I'm not trying to drag this out. It was just so much shit. So we got this U-Haul truck, which honestly was kind of a blessing because had we gotten a regular rental, it would have been so much more trouble with the dogs. Yeah. Actually, we did end up with a regular rental by the end of the week. Okay, getting there. But with the U-Haul. <laughs> We had taken the crates down so that we could put them in the crates during the, at the Airbnb at night. So they're right. like, you know, they're not crawling in the bed, whatever. Um, and so <laughs> we took the, the, uh, oh fuck, what are they called? The beach tie downs and tied the crate in the middle of the truck so that it wouldn't slide. And that was where they rode. Like, Ingenuity. Yeah. Works. Yeah, exactly. So we ended up getting to go to the beach. We found this really cute little um, tiki bar called Lilo's on Port Aransas, which oh. was my favorite thing. The owner there was so sweet. Oh my God, she was wonderful. And she just didn't understand what a gym she had. I kept telling her, I was like, you're literally the highest rated thing on Yelp because I'm one of those white girls that loves Yelp, you know, and I'm constantly looking at news and all this shit. Oh yeah, same. And like all she had was island drinks, smash burgers, french fries, onion rings, and chicken tenders, I think. And out of like 350 reviews, it was like four and a half stars. Nice. I mean, it was insane. And we got there with the dogs and she was like, oh my God, here's a picture of water. Here's bowls. Like, do you guys need anything else? I'm, Aww. I'll set up a fan. Cause of course we can't bring them inside, but she was just like, let me help you. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh my God. We ended up going back there three different times because it was just <laughs> so cute. I loved that. Yes. So had, had great fun doing all of that. Got to see some things around. At least we had transportation. Downside of the U-Haul was you pay $20 a day, but then you also pay a certain amount per mile. Yeah. And after you get over a hundred miles, it's like 40 or $60 a day. Yeah. And they kind of hide that in the small print. So what I found out was after you get to like 95 miles, you need to trade the U-Haul in and then switch to a different rental to get it back down to $20 a day. Uh-huh. Because it resets. Uh Uh-huh. So um, anyway, back in contact with the dealership, the insurance refuses to pay for it, calls it normal wear and tear. The dealership doesn't tell me A literal hole in your coolant? Yes. Whatever. Refused to pay for it. Told me 24 to 48 hours for diagnosis. Didn't tell me. They literally lifted the car, looked at it and went, I don't know. And then put it back down didn't tell me that I needed to pay for it to be taken apart to be diagnosed. So I was such pieces of shit. 
Oh yeah. I called the insurance company multiple times. I called the dealership up to six times a day. Cause I was like, I am stuck four hours from home. I understand that I'm being a Karen, but how am I going to get home? Right. Like we have to go back to work. We both have jobs. I'm trying to work remotely, but it's not working very well with all of this stuff going down. Like how am I supposed to work too? Right. You know? And oh my gosh. So, um, finally I get in contact with their service manager and I'm like, Hey, I really need this diagnosed. And he was like, Oh, well you have to pay for it. I was like, okay, how much is it? And it was like $170 just to diagnose it. And he was like, if you end up fixing it with us, then we'll waive the diagnostic fee, but you have to agree to pay that. I was like, well, I can't drive it. So like, yeah, it's going to get fixed with you guys. Please diagnose the thing. And he was like, okay, 24 to 48 hours for diagnosis. I was like, what the fuck do you mean? It's Thursday. It's yeah. been there for three days. Yeah. And I was like, excuse me. Like it, it was towed in, you know, the situation you've been working with me. You're the manager. Can you please? And he was like, oh, I guess I could do you a favor and bump you up on the list. You're not doing me a favor, bro. It's been there since Monday. Fuck you. Right. Well, Tuesday because the tow waited overnight, well, but yeah, still that's, still. that's 48 hours at least. R- ridiculous. So finally they're like, oh yeah. Okay. Um, it's the coolant hose and the coolant flange. Um, it's going to be $450 and we recommend a coolant flush bringing the price up to 570. And I was like, what? Half a grand? Excuse me? What? I said, can you please explain to me what's going on? Can you send me like itemized? He goes, yeah, of course. So sends me a picture of this. The part is $60. The coolant is $10. He's charging me for three and a half hours of labor at like $170 an hour. Bro. And I said, wait a minute. What? So I called a different VW dealership and was like, hey, if I have this and this and this wrong with my car, could you please give me an estimate of how long that would take? And they corroborated the story. And that was the only reason that I believed him. And they said, the reason is because this is not a normal hose that you just unclip. It's up behind the engine. And it's still $170 an hour for labor. That's unfortunately a normal dealership price. You're fucking kidding. No, I'm not. Bro. No, I'm not. It is ridiculous. So I said, okay, fix the car. Do not do a coolant flush because the coolant flush is absolutely ridiculous because there's no coolant in the car. Like you're replacing it. Don't flush it out again. Right. That's, that's an added like hundred dollars. Take that off. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So, (laughs) right. So I said, okay, when do you think you'll have this back by? And he was like, maybe Monday, Monday. I'm supposed to be going home on Friday. How, what do you suggest I do? And he was like, oh, well, I'll call you. What? what? Like, huh? So <laughs> we get to the point where <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Um, the Airbnb runs out because we only have that through Thursday. Right. So I, another thing I didn't know about Airbnbs, if they have electronic locks, they will lock you out. Yep. Whenever your stuff is done. Thankfully, we had everything out of it. We were still loading the truck because at this point we still had the U-Haul. Um, we were loading the truck and they were like, Yeah, you can't get back in. I was like, Oh God, I'm glad I didn't leave anything in there. Yep. Um, so we go to Corpus. Again, we still have the dogs. We're trying to figure out what to do. Find one hotel. 
that we can bring the dogs to. Thank you, Red Roof Inn, for allowing animals. <sighs> um, and go to this, yeah, finally get there. That night, um, it was my friend's birthday, so we did an escape room. It was a lot of fun. We got two clues away from beating the escape room on the medium level with only two people. And the girl was like, you guys were, like, really good at that. Yeah, like, I was no, that's, shocked. Like, that's really good. were solving shit. Yeah. Um, so that was a, a lot of fun. And then we did this, um, like, upscale seafood restaurant place. Um, <laughs> I got salmon. And it was so underdone. It looked like Play-Doh in the middle. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I sent it back after just Are you sure this it. was a vacation? Are you sure this wasn't a trick? And like I'm not, this I'm not I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm saving the best for last. Um any hoozles. Uh so I sent that back and ended up having I think it was like three margaritas for dinner. <laughs> and that was my dinner. I love that. Because once you look at your fish and it looks like Play-Doh, you're just like, I'm I'm good. Yeah. Like I've seen, I've seen sushi. I've seen poke. That's fine. Like I'm good. I'm done. Yeah. (laughs) And all of that. I'm not really a fish person anyway. So. I do, I do enjoy a a, a good like blackened salmon. I will eat that. Or a buttermilk catfish. Like I'll, I'll eat the, you know, not really fish fish, if you will. (laughs) Um. So, uh, Saturday, was it Friday? I don't remember the day after we were already supposed to be back. Um, it was Saturday, get a call. We've been trying to find another like hotel place to stay anything because, you know, Corpus Christi on a weekend, they're booked, right? We can't find an Airbnb. We can't find any place, especially not for under like two, $300 for the night, which we're just kind of like, hmm, we've already spent way too much money on this vacation for U-Haul and trying to get rental cars and tow trucks and like, no. Right. Um, I get a call at 11.35. Um, we're sitting in the line at a coffee place at in the U-Haul trying to figure out how to switch the U-Haul out because we have to return one at 2 p.m. and we can't pick the other one up until 4 p.m. Oh, geez. And we don't know what to do with the dogs because we've already had to check out of the hotel, so everything's in the truck. Yeah, so you're just going to stand outside of the U-Haul like a fucking like homeless person. With, yeah, <laughs> like hoping the dogs don't overheat in the sunshine. Oh, God. Yeah. So get a call at 1135 in Corpus Christi from the Porter Ransis Enterprise. I have one car for you. I close in 25 minutes. If you can get here, you can have it. Oh, geez. It's 35 <laughs> minutes away. Oh, geez. And I explained, okay, um, I'm on my way right now. I'm 10 minutes over when you get here or like when you close, is that okay? And he goes, I will wait for you until 1205. And if you're not here by 1205, I'm locking the door. Jesus fuck. So drove fast as fuck boy. <laughs> fast back. as fuck boy. <laughs> All the way back and made it at 1203. <laughs> Good God. Yes. Picked up this car with the U-Haul still there. And we're like, okay, now we have two hours to get the U-Haul clean. Cause we've taken this thing to the beach. We've had the yeah. dogs with it. Like 
it's dirty. We got to detail this thing. We have two hours to get back to Corpus Christi to re to return the U-Haul to get it where it's supposed to go. Now we have this other car. So we start trying to figure out how to switch everything because everything we have is in this truck to the car. Jeez. So again, the dogs. <laughs> I decide we go to a family dollar and I bought a $15 king size sheet set. <laughs> Yes. Which we took all the seats down and like snuffed, smushed it back into the seats, into the trunk, poked holes in the front of it so it looped over the front seats, put the pillowcases on the tops headrest part so this thing has sheets just everywhere trying to avoid getting dog hair. Dog dander. Oh yes. my god. In the rental. Because again, what are we supposed to do? We have right. nowhere else. Like we were talking about sleeping on the beach that night. Cause really we got fucking nowhere else to go. Oh my God. So yeah. Um, finally get this thing. Detail the U-Haul, take the U-Haul back. It was expensive as hell because we put so many miles on it and done all this stuff. And I was just like, well, I mean, what else are we supposed to do? And since we got the rental, I was like, all right, now we don't have per mile charge. We just have a per day charge. Right. So instead of trying to find another place to stay, go back, just yep. go home because like, w- this is not cost effective at all. And we, we need to go back to work to try to recoup this as quickly as possible. Right. Ended up going home, which was good because the car was not ready until Friday. You're fucking kidding. Mm-mm. So our, no, it was, it was ready on Thursday and I had called them every single day and been like, I'm four hours away. I'm four hours away. I need four hours notice. I will come get the car, but I need four hours notice. They called me Thursday at four 30 and we're like, your car's ready. You want to come pick it up today? And I was like, you close in an hour and a half. Right. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, I live four hours away. How am I supposed to get there? Like, <clears throat> so be fast as fuck boy. <laughs> I'm not that fast. Good God, driving 140 down the highway in a fucking rental car. Like, but um, get get there, pick the car up. The check engine lights on, bro. I was like, all right. So I, really, I, this I, is just a story about how you need to get a new car. Is yeah. what I'm hearing. We haven't got to the ghost story yet, but yes. We haven't got to the ghost story. This is all just the car story because, oh my God, plethora of problems. Um, get their check engine lights on. So I go back into this this gentleman who has been not helping me for the past- Who's wasted your time for two weeks. Yeah. And I've already returned the rental car. So I'm like, I, I'm stuck. Like, what, what am I supposed to? Actually, no, we hadn't returned the rental car yet because I was just like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want right. to- I don't yeah, trust this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a good, so, good move. Cause I walk, I walk in and said, uh, check engine lights on. It was not on when I brought it to you guys. That was just a coolant problem, which is a different light on the dash, but it's not the check engine light. Right. His response was, oh, that's news to me. Fuck you guy. So they put it back in the garage and they're like, oh yeah, we didn't put it on all the way. It wasn't clipped in. So your sensor didn't realize that it was on. So it thought the piece So you was didn't missing. do your job that I'm paying you $500 to do. He also did the coolant flush that I told him not to do and tried to charge me for it. No, fuck you, dude. And I was it's like, it's a brand uh-uh, new hose. What the fuck do you mean? Take that off. I told you not to do the coolant flush. He was like, yeah, I thought you did, but I wasn't sure. So we did it anyway. And I was like, I don't, I don't care. What I'm you not paying for that. 
And yes. I'm not paying you, no, I'm not paying yeah. you the $170 for the labor for you to do two seconds of work. No, yeah. fuck off. So <laughs> <laughs> that was all that. The repair failed within two weeks. And I actually had to take the car back to the dealership here in the Austin area. And the Corpus dealership had to pay the Austin dealership to refix the problem. And we found out that the gentleman who did not help me and his entire crew had been fired in the week and a half that it took for the repair to fail. You're kidding. No, because I called and was like, I would like to speak to this person. And they're like, oh yeah, he doesn't work here anymore. And then, so I spoke to the new service manager and he was like, oh yeah, I didn't work here when him or any of his technicians worked here. We've been fielding a lot of these calls. Let me do some research. Holy shit. And he was so helpful and called me back and got everything together. And it took four days while working inter-dealership. It took four days. Bro, that's, that's good at the very yeah. least, but and holy I was, shit. I was just like, oh my God, I cannot believe that this is happening yet again. So yes, moral of all of that is need a new car. But the fun part was, using that word interestingly, we went to go toward the Blue Ghost, which is the USS Lexington um, that is permanently docked at Corpus Christi, um, I guess in the Bay, I think. Um, Or the Gulf. is Is it the Gulf of Mexico? I have no idea. I'm, okay. I'm real nautical. I have no idea. Um, I know it's called the Blue Ghost, and I know it's, it's in Corpus Christi. And like right as you come over the bridge on that main highway from the Rockport, Puerto Rico area into Corpus Christi, you can literally see it there on the bay. Um, I'm calling it a bay. I don't know. It's anyway, um, somebody can correct me. I dare you write me a comment on Instagram. No. Um, Talk to us, please. <laughs> right? Interact with us, damn it. Otherwise, we're just talking to ourselves, which is also fine. Any hoozles. Um, Facts. <laughs> so we get to go on this tour, and there is a big ghost story that surrounds uh, the Lexington. Okay. Apparently, there was someone, uh, well, multiple people, but there's one in particular that were trapped in... I think it was the boiler room at one point during while the ship was, you know, in battle. I don't know all the specifics. That doesn't really matter for the story. Um, and there is this person that's their entity is trapped on the ship. Sounds about they're, right. They're not supposed to be um, malicious or dark. It's more just like they appear to tourists and give guided tours in their uniform. And that's kind of cool. <laughs> like just, they like to close doors and turn lights off as though they're energy conscious. Like all of the different sightings kind of have right. these, the similar theme. Right. So, um, I'm, we're going through the ship first. We're just on the top and it's great. It's whatever. I'm looking around and, you know, you see different people. I'm going to call them people, ghosts, spirits, whatever, um, that are there because there's fuck tons of them on a place like this, of course. Uh, and then that one's supposed to be the strongest we're getting there. So walking around top deck, um, you know, see the, the captain's lookout nest, whatever, go through different hangar bays and areas. Again, all of this is like midship and above. Okay. We're great. We're fine. Um, and then we start going lower. We get as low as where the mess hall would be. Yeah. And, um, I look in this area that is not really renovated. Yeah. It doesn't look touristy at all. It looks, um, 
almost authentic. Yeah. Original. Not necessarily like dark, but it's authentic. Yeah. And there's this like little, uh, Velvet rope. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm making the motion. I can't. I do see. It. I Velvet see the rope, motion. Yes. Uh, they, don't, they can't. <laughs> no, the, can't the, the, the users, the listeners can't. <laughs> is my is my IT showing? Jesus yeah, a little fuck. bit. Anyway, so I I ducked under this velvet rope because um, I'm like, oh, I I see something over there. I want to go look. And there's one standing next to a flagpole, and he's just kind of standing next to the flagpole, just like chilling, looking at me like, all right, what's up? You know, we're here. And then there's this airlock hole that obviously like you go down into the lower part of the ship that is not in this section open to tourists. And I look down in there and not literally, but it's black. Ooh. And I mean, murky, sludgy, <coughs> oil, thick, black. Ugh. And I was like, who? Okay, we're not. We're not. We're going to play here. <laughs> no, we're not. We're going away. And so I'm like, oh God. And it wasn't sitting there as I looked in, but as I acknowledged and went and turned around, it came up. <gasps> no. Like it came up to No, no, stop. And so <laughs> oh, we're not to the worst part yet, hon. <laughs> um, so I start walking and we get to um a doorway, which of course doorway is a big thing. And so I I ask my angel to guard the doorway to stop it. And I grab my friend and I'm like, hey, you don't have a lot of like, he's real empathic, but he doesn't have a lot of external power. Right. And so I kind of like stopped it from him. And I asked my angel to guard the doorway and to stop the thing. It stopped. And then the angel came back to me and it was like, okay, we can walk again. They were whew, great. So we walk past the mess hall. We walk past everything else. And then we go down into, um, it wasn't the boiler room, but like there was the engine and yeah. some other, I don't know the names, parts of the ship. I can see things that were not the ship very, very clearly, but right. like, yeah. And so you go down these stairs and there's this little button that you can push. And this actor who portrays the main attraction ghost, whose name is Charlie, um, kind of pops up and tells his story of like, oh, I was trapped in the boiler room with four other people. Now I inhabit the ship, blah, 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 blah. So see that. And then go over to these, they look like large white. Um, I think they're part of the engine. I'm really not sure. There's this little staircase that kind of goes up like two steps, three steps. And then there's a platform and it goes down two steps, three steps. And then you're kind of over into this area. I walk over into that area and my friend just stops cold. And he's like, I, I, I cannot, I cannot go over there. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. So start looking around, like not physically, but just like yeah. looking at everything. And there's a burning body trapped between these two white boiler, not boiler engine looking things. Like they don't, I had to ask him because he has a lot more mechanical knowledge than I do. So I was like, do these get hot when, yeah. when it's on? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, why? And I was like, there's somebody died right there. <laughs> like it was an accidental, they slipped in and they couldn't get out. And it was like, they literally melted in between them. Yeah. And he was like, I don't understand. So he, I walk back over and he crosses the thing and he's like grabbing out, like, oh my God, like something keep me grounded. 
And he's like, yeah, I can see that. It's making me sick to my stomach. Can we move? And I was like, sure. That's great. It's fine. So then we turn around and there's two more in this area behind there. And they're just like walking around and acting like they're still doing their job. Like they're almost literally still there. It's, it's weird. They're still in their original uniforms. They're kind of dirty. Like it's almost tactile. Yeah. I was like, huh, okay, we're going to leave them alone. They seem like they're, they're doing the thing. That's fine. Um, and then I walk into this other part of that same room where there's a bunch of like gears and I don't know what this thing is for. And I look up and I look around and the souls are hanging like bats. Ew. No, no, no. They're perched like bats. There's so many of them in that room. I just don't like that visual. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to explain it. No, I it's get it. Like they, they fold it yeah. up and they're like perched on the wall like bats. Yeah. And so I'm looking around and I'm like, this is weird. They, I, it's really thick. It's really oppressive. But at the same time, it's not, it's negative, but not towards anything. It's just negative. Right. Just this heavy sitting. Bleh. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, interesting. Okay. So we keep he had to stop at my friend. Yeah. He had to stop at that room. He was like, I, I also can't enter there. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Again, he's <laughs> way more empathic than me. I'm the one that's just over there like, huh, what's this? Um, so we're going, going, going and um, walk up to this doorway that was part of the bunks. And it's not supposed to be open, but it is. And that's physically like, it's not supposed to be open. There is what looks like a hotel chain on the back and something has pushed the door open and it opens inward. I'm on the outside of the door and it opens inward. And I stopped in front of the door and my friend tried to physically drag me, like literally just yank me away from the door. And he was like, please, please don't stop. Please don't stop. We have to move. Please don't stop. And I looked and there is this black creature, the same one that tried to come up out of the airlock. There's this black creature with the jagged teeth staring at me. And it has these almost like octopi tentacles uh. <laughs> that reach through that crack in the door. It's not allowed to come beyond that marker point, but it's allowed to reach through if there's an opening. Oh my God. And so I took my spirit and I blew it back from the door. Like get away from me. Yeah. And so my friend is like, we got to go upstairs now, please. Like he's ashen white at this point, shaking cold sweats. Just, oh my God, we have to go. So we're walking up the ladder and I'm still angry at whatever it was that's behind that door. And I turn and look back and give it like the evil eye and walk up the stairs and something fell on my head and hit me like right across the top of my like cranial bone. And I mean, it hurt all the way down to my eyeballs. Oh my God. Like physically, it was like almost a punk knot kind of thing, right? Where your headphones would sit just whack. And I look up and I was not anywhere near the top of the ladder when I looked back and I hit the ceiling. Jesus. And it was like, I was not in a position to hit the ceiling. I'm positive of that. And I looked back again and it was smiling at me. Ugh. Yeah. 
And I was like, mm -mm. so we walked away. And then I look up and at the top of this ladder porthole thing, as we're going back up to the um, more museum-y part of the ship, there's this green thing, there's <laughs> this green blob sitting there. And I was like, you flubber. need to get out of my way. Literally, it looked like flubber. Like, what the fuck? I was like, you got to get out of my way. I was like, you lift. Fucking get. So it lifts out of my way and then kind of settles on my friend as he walks no. up behind me. No. And I was like, no, 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 no. So we're walking, we're walking. We get back over to, again, that mess hall. Like, there's one line on each side. The kitchen's in the middle. We're on the other side of the line now. And... My feet feel hot. And I look down and I see a seam in the, in the floor of this area. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. So I step to the left of the seam, closer to the center of the ship, and it's hot. And I step over the right of the seam and it's cold. Huh. It's totally fine. I don't feel like it's like burning hot, like not good warm, like bleh. hot. Yeah. Yeah. I realize there is an exact perimeter per which this black thing is allowed to roam in the belly of this ship. And whenever I step over that, it can't come to this deck, but I can feel the burning as it moves. Uh, yeah. That's terrifying. So we keep walking. We're going. <laughs> Why are you and allowed to go to haunted places? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, this is actually not the only haunted place we went to that weekend, but this was the one that I feel like is worth the story. So anyway, okay. Going back to that whole thing of like Charlie trapped in the boiler room. None of this has been Charlie. Right. There's this black thing. Right. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. I can see that that is the main haunt attraction because you can feel that without trying. Like right. that's something that somebody who has zero spiritual intuition, anything like that can fucking feel that, that humongous demanding presence. Right. So we're walking, we're walking, we're walking. All of a sudden over my left shoulder, I, I hear, you can hear me. <laughs> and I turn and I look. And there's Charlie. And I said, yeah, I can. What do you want? And he goes, they don't separate me. They see me as that thing. Oh. The, the attraction is tied to the spiritual magnitude of that thing. And yeah. I'm just a pawn. Oh. Help me. Oh. And I said, I can't. I cannot. I don't have the power to do that here. I don't have the dominion to do that here. Yeah. You are stuck. Aww. Like I'm, this is not, I have, I can walk here. I can, I am free to walk and I am free to be unbothered. Like you can't touch me, but I, I can't, I cannot. Yeah. And as I continue to walk, as I continue to like look around the ship, he starts getting more insistent. He starts getting louder and he's like, it's torturing me. You have to save me. You have to take me with you. You have to let me go. You can hear me. I need your help. And just begging me oh. over. And, and I was like, I cannot, you have, you, you cannot touch me. You cannot come with me. You have to leave me alone because if I let you out, if I tamper with what is not mine, that thing comes too. Yeah. If you attach, then it attaches. Yeah. 
Like if you come with me, if you like use me as your vessel to get out of here, then the thing that has been tethered and cursed to you comes with you. And I cannot do that. You have to stay. And as soon as he started becoming insistent, I turned to my friend and I was like, we have to get out of here right now because I like, I can hear this and it's, he's not going to let me go. He's not going to let me walk out of here without trying to attach. Yeah. Because he didn't get real close. He was more of like, you know, 12 feet away kind of thing. We were having conversation across the room, but it was just like, if he gets close, if he tries to touch me, if he tries to attach to me, this is going to be absolutely terrible. After leaving the ship, there was so much coming after me, running after me, this like literal chasing of like, you have to let me out of here. You have to save me. I had to run down the gangplank and put my hands in the water to release everything back to the ocean to go back to the ship. Yeah. And we could hear him crying for over three hours after we left. Both of you. Both of us. Damn. Yeah. See, but that just makes me wonder if like Charlie mm-hmm. isn't really a thing. It's just that thing trying to present itself as something. Right. You know, like like how, you know, demons do to make them like they make mm-hmm. themselves into little girls and shit so that it's like, you need to help me. And it's like, I really don't. <laughs> right. Because that was the thing that was so clear to me was like one is tied to the other. I'm not going to say with ultimate surety that they are the same thing or separate entities, but they're completely interwoven. So there's no way to get one without the other. It's got super spooky and I love it. That's why I said I fucking saved the ghost story because I was like, I'm not going to sleep tonight now. I have literal (laughs) goosebumps and like half of that story, like my stomach was churning and I'm just like, I hate all of this. Well, that night I couldn't sleep at all because- I'm itchy. Now I'm, I'm itchy. Sorry. I'm sorry. I was actually scratching over here. You can't see it. But no, that night I couldn't sleep at all. I was so just nervous and felt so much black energy and was just like, I don't know, you know, am I good? Am I not? Am I whatever? Right. Just trying to focus on light and positive energy and that kind of stuff. But there was enough reassurance and blessing and peace and pos- positive blah, 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 energy that I felt settled and okay with it. It was just the part that was unsettling was that tug at the heartstrings of take the 0.1% chance that Charlie is actually a separate entity that's being held and tortured by this black thing. Right. You feel sorry for the fact that again, I can't, I cannot, I cannot. No, let somebody else that thinks that they're God do that. That's yeah, no, that's, that's not my thing. My thing was I can walk in this ship and I can be okay. And I can see all of these things and probably our listeners think I'm crazy. Hi, welcome to a new side of Tess. Um, <laughs> but next we'll be I'm, doing a paranormal, a paranormal podcast. Oh, dude. <laughs> I had, I had two show up in my bedroom last night. Stop. Stop. No, I'm, I'm not, not even fucking kidding. One I of them told me their name. Are. That's why I don't want to have this conversation right yeah, now. No, one of them, seen. one of them fucking crawled up on my bed and told me its name. <gasps> <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. I'm I'm ending this now. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Love you. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, well, our listeners can find us where to. <laughs> I'm Lord so dreams. I'm so itchy. I'm sorry, babe. 
I've been swinging in this chair and it's Ian's chair and I keep seeing the shadow by the fucking closet and I keep freaking myself out. I'm sorry. Never go to a haunted place with me because you'll see it all. Oh my God. Because we went and did the haunted house tour by ourselves. We did the self-walk of it. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, you see the woman in that window? And he was like, yeah, you see the kids in this window? And I was like, yeah, you see the family in this house? And he was like, yeah. Like, oh good, literally, you we're both just- are insane. <laughs> Yeah, no, 110%. It's fucking just, I was like, oh yeah, I think she died in this room, but like she got really sick in this room and then this happened in here and here. And then we read the plaque and that was what happened. I love that. Honestly, like that was, that was part of it for me was just like, oh my God. Like I looked at the house first and was like, that's the room with sickness. He goes, this is the room with death. This is the room with something else. And then there's something funky sitting right here. And we read the plaque and it was like, they sat on this balcony. She got sick in this room. She died in this room. And I was just like, (laughs) that's crazy. (laughs) It's like, well, she's still there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay, so everybody raise your hands if you want Tess to do a paranormal podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're switching gears again. No, just kidding. (laughs) We'll just do another one. Maybe people will listen to that one. Yeah, I mean, I I had a good time. It was fucking freaky, and there was definitely like a cleanse that needed to happen after that. But it was interesting to see everything that was out there. But anyway, yes, you can find us at Mind Over Millennial Podcast. Uh, Instagram. You can find that Millennial Lauren on Instagram and, and my name is Jazz. Or you can send us an email at mindovermillennialpodcast at gmail.com. My tongue doesn't work right now. Um, we love you guys. Hopefully we'll see you on the next one if, you know, the freaky part of this didn't scare you away. So sorry, guys. I have a fuck ton of ghost stories. We want to do ghost stories. Oh my God. Like, I don't think it ever run out. But I, um, I would love to do ghost stories, honestly. But. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll put this one out there, and if you made it all the way through the car part to the uh, ghost story at the end, just let us know what you think, and yeah, we'll see you on the next one. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Mind Over Millennial Music by Zach Era and Gabriel Ramos. We are funded mainly by ourselves, but we're not too proud to ask for support. Feel free to drop us a line to learn how you can keep learning from our mistakes and Google sources, of course.